You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Farting Around Show. I have an amazing guest today. Um, His name is Jake Anderson, and I just recently connected with him, and we jumped on Zoom, and he quickly became someone that was just like me, I think, and we just, we ended up talking forever. I felt like I could talk to him forever, and so I asked him, hey, can you please come on the show? So I'm very excited to have you here today, Jake. Jake's mission focuses on helping entrepreneur podcasters develop in-house podcast management systems using his tripod method, which systemizes the three pillars of podcast management, booking, production, and marketing. Jake is also the host of the Introspective Podcast, a top 100 podcast on Apple that speaks on the topics of lifestyle design, business strategy, and mindful entrepreneurship. And today we are going to be talking about turning your podcast into the engine for your marketing. So thank you, Jay. Welcome. Thanks, Ashley. This is awesome. I appreciate you having me and, and, and congratulations on your um, entry into the podcasting world. I, I love the concept. It just puts a smile on my face and, and, and it just like, I can tell there's such congruency between the energy that you bring in your content and your messaging and the personality of the branding that you create. So I just want to acknowledge that, that you've just done such a superb job on that. And, and, and I don't, and I don't say that like no lip service there. Like I, Anytime I see somebody, I feel like they're like, wow, you're really doing this right. You get it. Like I'm attracted to that type of brand. I always want to acknowledge that. So I just wanted to take oh, a second to do that. Thank you. That's so great. <laughs> you know, I, um, I was actually in Montana last week and I uh, get on the stage and George introduced me. He said, all right, this girl's going to be talking about fart sharks shifts and I'm like oh okay I'm so glad this time introduced (laughs) and he basically was like she has a podcast called the no fart around show and I can't tell you how many people came up to me and was like thank you so much for just being yourself (laughs) on stage but yeah I felt good you know and I and if you had asked me about two years ago I would have never thought that I'd have a show around farts but here we are and it's fun and it's great I really appreciate you saying that because uh let me tell you I was a little nervous to be like are people gonna I think, I'm uh, I think I think I think you hit a home run. You you did it you did it right. Perfect. But yeah, guys, when when Jake and I first connected, we actually connected over a mutual friend, and she was like, "You have to meet Jake. He has this amazing podcast uh, production system, all in ClickUp." And I'm obsessed with ClickUp. I like love 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 ClickUp. So I was like, "Oh, okay, tell me more." So then she shows it to me on Zoom. And I'm like, what is this wizardry? How did he even do this? You know? And so anyways, I ended up connecting with him and we just so happened to be almost neighbors. He's in Virginia. I'm in North Carolina. So uh, we really connected over that and then just picking his brain about podcasts. So I love that you even, Jake, think of it as almost like your main marketing source, because I will admit when I was like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast, I thought it would just be kind of like a fun marketing addition but it wasn't going to be my main one. And now I've actually quickly shifted to be like, wow, this is probably going to be my name, my main marketing platform and then everything else feeding from that. So I'd love to even just know, like, how did you even start getting into podcasting and like, what was your heart behind starting a podcast? Well, you know, it's, it's, I'll, I'll share with you something about myself that actually a lot of people that really, even in my audience, I don't even know if I've even shared this too much. I, I, I'm well, <laughs> people know that I, I am, I do, I definitely have introverted areas. And when I was a little kid, I was so backward that I would never even, I wouldn't talk to anybody. In fact, my mom shared a story with me. I don't remember this. I was in kindergarten. Apparently my kindergarten teacher was so excited when I asked her to tie my, help me tie my shoes that she called my mom at work to say, you would never believe this, but Jake came up and spoke to me today. So I always had this like introverted side to myself. And, you know, when I was, and I had had this lighting design business and I was trying to sell, I was trying to exit. And I'm thinking like, what's the next thing for Jake? 
And it was in 2019, I started getting into doing some podcast interviews and it was really outside of my comfort zone because of that introverted side of myself. You know, the thought of being recorded, you know, and having a conversation just scared the, the living bejesus out of me. Like I was like, oh, I can't, this is, this is crazy. In fact, the very first interview I did, I actually asked, told the person the questions to ask me and I typed out my answers and had the answers next to me as like a crutch to, you know, help. and then I never even looked at the sheet of paper, the whole interview. <laughs> so yeah. I put in all this work. So anyway, I, I say that because I came like, I think that, you know, when it comes to getting into podcasting or content creation, I think a, a lot of times, you know, we can stop ourselves from moving forward with it because of who we think we are. We think that we're this introverted person and who's going to care about what we have to say. And, you know, I learned when I started getting into podcasting, like that really is what drove me. It's like, no, I do have a message and I do have something I want to speak out and I want to get really aligned with what that is. And when I was starting in podcasting, I was trying to like kind of go into the special events industry. And because that's where I came from, you know, I had an event lighting company and it was it was very successful. It did well. And but I it wasn't happy in it. And I was trying to find that next step. So I got into podcasting. I was in the digital space. And, you know, I like talking to people. I like connecting with people. And I think that's what really drew me to it. And it also helped me overcome a lot of those introverted areas because it put me, I think, as an introvert, when you're like one on one with somebody there's a little bit more of a comfort level there yeah. than if you're just like putting yourself on that virtual stage of going live or what have you. And you're like speaking to many, that's where I, that's where I was noticing my, I guess, introverted areas were kind of keeping me held back. So podcasting helped me overcome that because I had that one-on-one. -on -one. I was like, okay, I'm getting used to like creating content and documenting this. This is getting me warmed up to it. So I saw the power in it there. And then moving forward, you know, you know, had some coaching and podcasting. I got some training in it. I launched a podcast in January 1st, 2020. I ended up closing it down because just, you know, I was kind of getting into it and it wasn't as aligned with where I wanted to take my business. And then I launched Introspective in August of last year. And Introspective was something, I'm a very introspective person, like, especially in an entrepreneurship, I'm constantly like exploring my thoughts and feelings of like decision-making that I'm going through. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that experience because we go through all this uncertainty. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, this is a, this is a risk I'm taking. And so that, that was kind of the whole foundation to that concept. And I dove into it and, and then I found myself, you know, in this really awkward place with it where I was like, okay, I'm trying to manage this podcast and it's eating me alive because I don't know how to pull this thing together. And I don't have the, the budget for the agency, you know, I'm trying to flip a new chapter here and I just don't have those resources for that. So what do I do? So I took what I had and what I had was a skill set and building systems. That was what I was successful with in special events. I was um, successful where I was successful, most successful in that business venture was I was able to scale out of the operations. I had about 18 employees. I was three hours from the business. It was in Richmond. I'm here, as you know, in Roanoke area yeah. and, and it was systemized and I had teams and, and, it, and it ran and that was a skill set that I developed. So I applied that to podcasting. I, that's when I built tripod and it was the soup to nuts, the booking production, like everything. And that's where I put that skill set and also building the teams to, to manage it. And then I thought as I moved forward, it was like, wow, there's other people that need this same gap filled for themselves because there's a lot of people who get into podcasting and they're like, okay, I'm trying to manage this. Again, it was the same problem. And I kept noticing over and over and over again. And then that's led me to where I'm at today, which is I call it hybrid podcast management because it's like hybrid between doing it yourself. And, you know, you're also, I'm giving that kind of surrounding support that goes with it with advisory, you know, in my program, I actually help train your, your VAs. I give them training for that. And I provide like an all encompassing support system there with the system. So you don't feel like you're on an Island by yourself doing this. So yeah, that <laughs> it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of zigs and zags in that story, but in, in general, that's kind of where it started. That's what drove me. And then that's where I'm at today with it. I love that. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause I felt like I had, I don't even know if I shared this with you. Maybe I had it on my heart to start a podcast three years ago. Mm -hmm. And my fear was that no one really, it wasn't 
my fear wasn't that no one would want to hear what I had to say. It was that I would be misunderstood because I'm a very, and I'm an extrovert, but I still feel you on the, like, let me have the questions all the time. Like uh, a few of my entrepreneur friends were like, look, we just have to put everything down on paper just so that we can throw it away. That just has to be part of the process, right? Just so that we can throw it away. But yeah, for me, I felt it wasn't that I didn't really have anything that I, I mean, yeah, it wasn't that no one would listen to what I was saying. It was that I was so afraid that what I said was going to be misunderstood. And that was like my biggest fear. And again, I am an extrovert and sometimes I do not have a filter on this mouth of mine. So I was so afraid I was just going to say something wrong and then people were going to like cancel culture or something. I don't know. It was just this fear, but you know, it was funny because again, my podcast, like we're, we're doing this, you know, the end of April, my podcast doesn't even launch until May. And Mm -hmm. I'm, and like, I guess I have no questions. I have no answers. I have no nothing. Like I just say, Hey, look, it's an ebb and flow. We're just going to ask questions and go. Because I told myself, if you are going to actually start a podcast and do what you're called to do, you are going to actually practice presence over planning because I can plan all day long. I can stay in the back end. I can do all of this, but I really, really need to practice being present instead of being caught up in the details of the planning, which is also Jake, why your system is so freaking wonderful. Because again, you can just hand it off to somebody and it covers everything. You guys, his system, it's in ClickUp. It is, it's a beast. It's phenomenal. The tripod method that he uses But it's so great because that also, I have to say, like gave a lot of anxiety off of me because I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can just, it's all here. Like everything's here and it just moves to the next card and, and everything is great. But that really resonated with me a lot though. Like, even though I'm an extrovert, I still felt hesitancy to, to start a podcast. I still felt it, but it's, you're right. Like we all have a message and it all needs to get out there. And even if it's a message about farting and darting and everything else, like it's still a message to get out there. So I just... I love that you said that. And I also love, you know, the, the intimacy Mm -hmm. that you get with podcasts. Like, like you said, doing someone one-on-one and I even allow other people to jump on and be able to listen to these conversations. I want it to be a community type thing. And so it's just really great to be able to go deeper. Right. Yeah. And, I, and again, I hated live videos. I hated going live in my Facebook group because all I'm doing is talking at a screen. I'm talking to my face and then people could type, but it was like, I just didn't feel like it was a two-way communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've quickly, I, my podcast hasn't even launched yet. And I'm over here like, I love podcasts. This is the best thing ever. So yeah, I, I, I love that you shared your story. I can totally relate. And I didn't know that, I, maybe I did, but I just didn't remember. I didn't know that you had just started your podcast. Like, less than a year ago. Yeah. You know, well, and it's, and I'm, it's funny cause I am, I am very quick to adjust whenever I see that, okay, this is the next step. Like yeah. this is clearly what the next step is. And so I'm actually introspective is staying intact. I'm not, I'm not getting rid of it, but I'm actually starting a second podcast. I haven't, I haven't announced this yet. This is no, I'm, I'm like revealing all this. Ooh, stuff. Really, I like the, <laughs> on my show yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, so introspective is, and I want to, I'm going to tell you, there's actually a, a much deeper why to introspective and why I have that podcast. And what it is, is you know, I have, and you, I know you have young kids and we all have a lot of us kind of like hanging out in the circle. We all have little kids, right? We're all kind of in that same frequency of life. And my kids are four and seven. And I was like, you know what? One thing that living in the world we live in today with the technology, the, the ability to document thoughts and, and, and memories and experiences, you know, I want to give my kids a path of wisdom when they enter through the real world and introspective is that path of wisdom. So imagine, you know, your four-year-old, my, my youngest is four. So imagine that they're graduating high school and I'm like, Pierre, his name's Pierce. I'm like, Pierce, you know, I have over, over the past, you know, I guess it'd be 15, 16 years every week. I've been documenting the journey, whether it be solo episodes with myself talking about lessons I've learned or bringing other people onto this podcast to extract those life lessons. And you've got an entire, you know, roadmap here of wisdom through my own experience. Imagine 
giving that to your child. And so that's a deep, that's a really big driver for me for introspective. And that's why I will never shut that podcast down because that's what, I mean, there's a, obviously there's the audience and there is serving that audience and they're also getting that path of wisdom too. But the deeper why that drives me with that is, is that now, now that I have, you know, as I am, you know, last December, I sold my business. So I'm in this transitional period in my career. So, you know, I was, that's when I started building. I mean, I've been working the system you have, I've been working on that since last fall and, you know, running it, tweaking it, running different iterations, getting feedback, having people beta test it and, you know, just getting it refined to a point to where I'm like, you know what, I think this is at a place now where other people could benefit from this. And this is a problem that I want to solve. So now that I've got the problem I want to solve, and I'm very clear on that, and I know the business and the direction I want to take things, I also need to have content that's congruent with that too, right? You know, and not to say the introspective isn't helping and serving people. It does, in a, I think, in a different dimension, but it's not like, it doesn't talk, you know, I'm not there to talk about podcasts, right? I'm there to talk about other things. So that's why I have another podcast I'm going to be rolling out. I'm kind of re, retooling, remodeling the composition of things. And, and that's why I mean by I say, like, I act quick when I need to act quick, right? If, if something, you know, I do something, I test it, I give it enough time to show some results and whatever the data tells me is how I move. And with podcasting and, and, and really not even just podcast, let's just remove the word podcast from, a, yeah. from the equation for a second. Really what we're doing is we're documenting and recording a thought or a message whether it's you're creating it yourself or you're curating it from your guests. And then you're sending that message to the audience that you're serving. Like that's what we're doing. Podcast is just a medium to do that. It's just an audio experience. You're able to, you know, send that message, but you can also take that podcast. I mean, I do YouTube videos. I got a blog and I give different modalities of, you know, of consumption that people can, can take from that message. And it, that's why like, I see it as almost a, an, it can be a really an engine for your marketing because a lot of people, when it comes to content creation, they're kind of stuck. Like, well, what do I post about? Where do I talk about? It's like, well, you know, go to your library of documentation of thoughts that you've been recording and pull from that, you know, and it doesn't, and, and, and I don't mean that in a shotgun blast kind of a way you come from the George cloth here, George and me too, you know, I, George is somebody I really look up to and he's so spot on when it comes to the intention of what everything you do, right? Everything has to have some intention and purpose. And I remember a quote from George that I'll never forget. I think it's so powerful. He's like, content without structure becomes noise, right? Yeah. It just becomes noise if it's just kind of blasted out there. So taking that thought or that documentation or recording of that thought and carefully thinking like, how can this be repurposed to these other mediums of content distribution in a way that connects with the audience and how they show up there is the idea behind how the content can become a form of marketing. And the goal here with this is to create motion, to create action with your content. So I always like, anytime I post content, I measure it in movement and a, and a form of movement could be a like or a heart. It could be somebody leaves a comment. Okay, well, what kind of comment? Is it, I love this? Is it maybe they add a little perspective to, you know, or some thought to what you posted? Are there actual conversations going on in the thread of the comment that you posted, right? That's movement, that's action that, that's happening within your content. And that's giving me feedback. Okay, when I talk about this or I structure it like that, you know, that's what's created. And, and the same thing, you know, and any, whatever the modality is, whether it's a podcast, social media, and that's just the way my mind thinks about it. And then obviously you got to give them the next step, you know? So, okay, well, you put them in action. Now they're in motion. Well, they need a place to go. So you got to give them that place to go. <laughs> so that's how it's really, it's honestly, I don't think it's really that complicated. It's yeah. just, you, you serve, you create action or create movement and then give them a next step. And it's got to be congruent from start to finish. You know, if I'm talking about podcasting and that's my main thing, I'm not going to necessarily, I'm probably not going to talk a lot about, you know, it, there, there's not going to be a journey that's created if I'm talking about maybe, you know, weight loss or something like that. I'm just picking something off the top of my head. So having that real congruent and everything moves people, puts people in motion, gives them a the next step, and it takes them through that customer journey. 
is really where it can turn into a marketing asset for you. And that's not even talk. We haven't gotten into the relationship side of it too. <laughs> that's just the content side. There's a relationship yeah. here as well that goes into this. Yeah. And it's, and I, I laugh because I actually just told George last week, I said, every single podcast guest that I have interviewed has dropped your name. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Literally, yeah. Every single <laughs> one I've interviewed, everyone's like, yeah, George said this or something. And I'm like over here laughing and, and both Andy and Ashley are on right now. And Andy just joined the masterminds. I'm just over here laughing because I was like, I feel like I'm in like George world. But I loved, 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 loved. And Ashley wrote it in the comments too, the documentation concept. And you know, it's crazy because getting real personal, I lost my dad when I was 13 and oh, I'm going to get teary eyed. I'm like, oh God, here I go. I'm going to start crying. But we had an old answering machine that my dad, you know, had left his voice on for people to catch like way back in the day, right? Like the yeah. the actual tape answering machines and I just remember how lucky I was to have that to literally have that as his voice and so I'm like I'm over here when you were talking about that I was like okay don't cry don't cry don't get teary but like to even have that just imagine and like one of my other friends too his grandmother uh and grandfather are still alive and he actually is doing an entire video series where he's asking them lots of questions about their childhood and different things to be able to record it and he was saying he's documenting it for his entire family yeah. to be able to send it to them so when you said that i was like wow i would have never thought about it that way but how special is it to think of it that when you are when you are really putting those, the, that thought, those thoughts that you're having in that journey of things that are going on in your life, and then also bringing other people on and sharing their unique stories and their journeys, and just being able to document that, not just for the, you know, anyone who wants to listen, but really doing it with intention of, I want to leave a legacy. And this could totally be a way that I leave one. Like oh, someone could listen to this 20 years from now and be like, yeah. wow, that was amazing. Right. I just yeah. love, love, love that you said that. And, and mm. especially bringing in your kids, because I even thought about that the other day, like in the, in Montana, you know, I presented, and I told a story about, it was just a funny story about my sister and I, and we had what that big, huge black camera recorder that everyone used to have, like every mom had in the nineties, yeah. like that big black one that's on your shoulder. Yeah. And I told a story about that. And I, you know, had even messaged my mom to see if she still had it. And she was like, well, it's on VHS. And I thought to myself, wow, I remember going around with that big camera recorder and recording all this stuff. And like, we watch those all the time. Like my mom still has a VCR. We watch them all the time. And I was like, well, we really need to get those on something else besides a VHS, because one day we're not going to be able to watch this. But then I also went to the thought of, we used to document everything. And now it's like, we have our phones, but it's just like, we do like a 20 second video or like a quick, yeah. you know, like a quick photo, but then it just lives in my phone. Like mm -hmm. I never do anything with it. And I just was thinking that when I was telling that story, man, I kind of wish we still had that like camera recorder that we would just go around and take videos that were longer than 20 seconds. But yeah, I love that. And you're right. Like everything needs to be done with intention. And you said mm -hmm. what George said, content without structure is just noise. And I want to, I don't think I've ever heard him say that, but that is so good. Sometimes I heard that like a year ago from George, as far as that quote, I was like, I think that was like one of the first things he said. I was like, yeah, that so makes good. A lot of sense. <laughs> so, 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 so good. So I even think like, correct me if I'm wrong. I even think you going in with this type of mindset of this is a documentation and it's how I'm going to leave a legacy. Is this how you've maybe even been able to really grow your podcast to be one of the top podcasts on Apple? Because I mean, I can see your energy speaking to you. I can tell that your, your intention is for connection, not really over consumption. You know, you're more of like, I want to connect with you. So yeah. Is that one way that you have been able to just showing up that way, been able to kind of hit one of the top podcasts on Apple? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. And I think, I think anything we do, there has to be some kind of a driver behind it or the why, you know, why you're doing it, that, that, that drives you into puts you into that kind of hyperspeed energy, you know, showing up the way you should. I definitely would say it plays a part of it, but honestly, that the, probably the best answer to that question is I just truly enjoy podcasting and I love speaking about entrepreneurship and I love connecting with people. So it's kind of a multitude of things, you know, and now with with introspective specifically knowing that this is the path of wisdom that's for my children 
yes, it does. Like I want to show up because when, when they, when they are whatever the age they are, when they really can appreciate something like this, and it might even be earlier than, you know, I'm just picking 18. I'm thinking that time when they're like, okay, you know, here we are into the real world, you know, whatever that looks like. And it could be sooner. I, I just want them to, to be able to relive that journey that I was on in the moment that it was happening. And so I want them to feel that energy. I mean, there's some podcasts and I do, I do a moment of introspection. It's my solo episode. I do, excuse me, excuse me, every week. And it's just my time to just like talk about the lessons from the week, you know, things that I'm going through when I'm learning and I bring the energy that's, that relates to it. You know, if I had a pretty hard week and it was a struggle or whatever that may be, I, I want that energy to be present with that. And if it's been a lot of wins, a lot of successes, I want the energy to be present with that. And it's not, you know, it's, it's definitely where, and the other thing too, like, let's look at this, how it, how it comes to the audience, right? Because really like the goal here is to serve an audience with your content. You know, that's really the ultimate goal. That's what's going to generate whatever degree of success from it. And I can show up as my true authentic self in that, in that mode, right. In that mode of authenticity, when I know that the purpose of this is to create a path of wisdom and you, in order to create that path of wisdom, you can't really sugarcoat anything. Like you need to show the, the realness that's going on, the good, the bad, and the ugly and everything in between. So, yeah, I mean, it certainly is a big driver of it, but it also kind of intertwines with, I was telling somebody, I was like, you know, if I could just like, do podcast interviews all week like that would i'd be i'd be okay if that was my job like just do podcasts or like something along the lines and that was another thing that drove me into wanting to really turn this into a, a career was that i was thinking from a standpoint of lifestyle lifestyle design it's like what would be the thing that would just make me really happy if that's what i showed up to do every week it's like doing that and helping other people do that and just being in that, being in that mode. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a multitude of things, but definitely that, that key driver that you talk about is what I think puts me in that position of authenticity, authenticity when I show up, because I know that it needs to be a path of wisdom and that's what it's supposed to be become. And for it to become that, that's what it, that's how I need to show up. And that's what will give my kids the most benefit and anybody listening and being part of it. Yeah. And I love that because I think as an entrepreneur, we all want to live in true authenticity, but like sometimes it's really hard, right? Because we do feel like there's a lot of people on the, on the internet that you're like, well, I don't really know. And I know I've fallen into that trap. And again, like I, I was just talking just yesterday saying I, for the first time in my entire life, feel 100% myself online. And I mean, if you like, this is embarrassing, but if you looked at my content like three years ago, I used to say things like, Hey, sweet friend. And this is not me at all, but I just, I just felt like I had to be somebody else. You know, people weren't going to really want to know the real me or really like me. And that's also a reason why I'm really glad that I didn't start my podcast three years ago, because I, it just wasn't me. I wasn't ready for it. First of all. And it was, it was, I'm laughing because the title was going to be the called creatives. Mm -hmm. I'm not even a creative. I don't, I don't think so. Like, it's just so funny because I was using like a lot of like industry jargon and like fluffy words to make it seem attractive. And now I'm like, oh, I'm over here with the no farting around show. I don't care if you like it or not. Who cares? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I'm like at the point now where I'm doing that. But yeah, I love that you said that because I just feel you can tell, like you really can tell when you, when you listen to people or you consume their content, who really is being 100% themselves uh -huh. like you can feel that energy that's why i said i'm pretty sure you probably got to the top because you can just tell like just talking to you you can tell that you're 100 like in integrity with yourself and yeah. you're showing up because it's not it's more about this is what i want to leave a legacy in more so than i'm here to impress the listeners so yeah. i love that so my next question is for anyone who's looking to really use their podcast as their main source of marketing, what are some big tips that you have for them or drivers or something that they would focus on to really make sure that the podcast is kind of the center of their marketing? And, and this is a selfish question because I'm asking for myself, but I know other people <laughs> listening will totally have that. No, no you got it. And, and, and I will say to start off with, and this, this seems like an obvious thing, but 
it needs to be said because a lot of people and myself included, I made this mistake as well, even though I don't regret it because it led me to where I'm at today is if you want to turn your podcast into a way to, to, to become like the engine of marketing for your business, you kind of have a core offer. You got to be really clear of what your core offer is. Yeah, that's uh, that's the, I know that sounds like, you know, duh, like I get, like, I understand that, but, but, but a lot of people will, and I've, I've seen this and I've seen it taught this way where I want to teach you how to monetize your podcast. And then the, the next thing is like, well, I don't have a core offer. Like, I don't worry about it. Like, this, I'm, I'm like, but you have to have something to offer to make, to monetize. Right. So yeah, you can, you know, you can have affiliate stuff. I mean, there's little ways that let's just say, for example, that I have some kind of an affiliate offer and Ashley's an affiliate for, for me. And, you know, through the way that we have this conversation, we create excitement around what I'm doing and conversation around what I'm doing. And, and, and people are immersed into that. And then there's some call to action there where, you know, that call to action sends that listener to some, to that next step, right? Maybe it's some bridge page or what have you. Maybe we've worked out some kind of an arrangement where, you know, we can incentivize your listeners to go and get the thing that I offer and then you make money off of it. Yeah, that's something you can do, but you still need to have that core offer if you want that long-term sustainability and you want this to really truly become what it is. So that's the first thing I would say. I just want to get that out of the way because people need to know that. Like if you're if like, listen, go start a podcast if you want, but if you don't have a core offer, you know, it's really going to be hard to really market around something that you don't have to offer. So we got to get that straight first. The second thing is I look at podcast monetization or marketing or how you market it in really two tiers. I look at look at it from the standpoint of content marketing and relationship marketing. So the first tier with content marketing, I actually talked about this a little bit earlier when I was talking about like, okay, we are creating, we're creating thoughts, right? Or, or we're creating some kind of a message and it's gotta be congruent. Again, congruency is so important here. So whatever that message is, that is to that audience, it is being sent out there. Podcast is just a medium. It's just a medium to, to distribute that message. But the other thing with podcasts is because right now we're recording it in video, you can still, it gives you other ways to repurpose the content with your YouTube. I actually, the way I do mine, mine goes into a YouTube video. I've got a blog. So I'm able to create that real estate out there that's searchable. So when people are searching for certain topics, it's going to start showing up in the results. And let's say, and I, there are a couple of guests where I have affiliate offers. I like Tony Caggiano with ADA compliance, like I'm an affiliate for his software product. And we got even, I even after the show, I recorded a quick, like, Hey, let's just do a quick tutorial video. And I'll throw that on your page. That way if traffic starts getting pushed to that page, they're going to be able to, if eventually if they, if they go through it and they buy, then obviously I'll get a commission for it. So, but you had to have that customer journey. So it like becomes part of the customer journey. You're creating that content. You're it's attractive to the audience and it puts them in that motion, that state of motion. And then you give them the next step. Now, the next steps lead, you know, every customer journey is different. You know, everybody has, you know, a way of leading somebody from content, creating that attraction and that awareness to the next step, to the next step, to eventually it's a sale. Right. So that's where that's it's it's really that kind of top of funnel part of your marketing because it's creating that attraction, that brand awareness, and it's serving a bigger audience that's filtering and channeling that audience through a customer journey that leads them to a sale. So that's the content marketing aspect. The relationship marketing is the people you interview, right? So if I am like right now, we're on an interview you're having this meaningful conversation with somebody that could end up turning into some kind of a valuable relationship. And this is something like my business and special events. I can like, that was like, I have so much experience in that. I mean, I, eight years, I mean, that's how I built that business. I would go to venues and event planners. And all I did was cultivate relationships with them. And then that's pretty much how I did my marketing. It was all relationship based building strategic partnerships in the industry. And, and that's, how I grew. So with that, you know, you start with prospecting. So the first priority is obviously you got to make sure you're delivering for your audience. Like you got to make sure you're delivering for your audience, but what comes in with that is, okay, can this person deliver to my audience? But is this somebody who also could be, could become a potential 
strategic partner, or even maybe a client of mine, depending on what I know about them, right? So like for me in podcasting, like anybody who is an entrepreneur and they're trying to do things online could potentially be a strategic partner or a client for me. So if I know that they can bring a lot of value to my audience, obviously we're checking all the boxes there and that's a good fit. And then you bring them on, then you have that meaningful conversation. And then after the interview's over with, you got a choice. You can either just never talk to them again <laughs> and just say, all right, thank you for the interview. Thanks for the content. Cool. See you later. And a lot of people do that, but you know, you could also build your network and you could continue to cultivate that relationship after the interview. I mean, think about it. You just had an, an half an hour, an hour, whatever, really diving deep with this person. And now what do you do with that? You know, that's something that you've cultivated. We need to continue to nurture that into something bigger. So, you know, people that I have interviewed on my podcast, some are, you know, prospective clients there. We're in conversations. They know what I'm doing. And it all started from that interview. And I also have a couple other people who I am like the person who's building the app for my, my, for pod commander, for what I'm doing as far as a community app, he was a podcast guest. And after the episode, I was like, you know, I want to see more about what you're doing. And then we scheduled a follow-up call. Next thing you know, now we're doing business together. So that is, that's massive right there. You know, yeah. so those are, that would be the tips, like offer, got to have that. If you don't have an offer and make sure your offer is converting, like get that thing flushed out. And, yeah. and then, and then from there, cause if you don't have an offer, the first tier to really both of them, <laughs> but it's not, you're not going to, it's not going to work. Like you don't have anything to contribute. Once you get that core offer down, everything changes. I mean, I've seen so much change just with my business what I'm doing ever since I really started getting clear on that core offer, partnerships are popping up everywhere. JV, you know, we're going to collaborate on this and that. And I got people reaching out to me about, you know, different things with podcasting. And it's just my whole world's changed ever since like that core offer is so important. Like make that a big priority for what you're doing. And then everything that we're talking about here with podcasting and the way to market it becomes so much easier, but it does start with that core offer. Totally agree. And I mean, this is just a testament because Ashley's on the call and I met you through Ashley. She was like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, he has this whole podcasting system. Check it out. You know, so I even met you and then we jump on a call and I'm like, dude, this guy's awesome. You're basically my neighbor, right? Like yeah. my, I have family who lives right near you, right? So yeah. it is all about building those relationships. And I'm totally going to put you on the spot here just for a second. But there was also a tip that George gave me. We're, we're just going to, George is just going to be in every episode of my podcast. <laughs> just going to happen. But he did say something. He was like, Ashley, all you have to do is ask. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said, if you're on an interview with someone, just ask, Hey, Jake, do you know anybody else who would be a great fit for my show that you would, that you can mm -hmm. introduce me to, to be, to yeah. come on my show. Right. Yep. And he said, that's all you have to do is ask. So yeah, putting you on the spot, Jake, do you have anyone that you know, who would be a great guest on the no fart around show that you could connect me to? Yeah, absolutely. First off, I love that tip from Jordan because yeah. I, you know, listen, listen, you know, we just had a really good conversation. I, I'm not going to be like, Ashley, no, like, why? I'm not going to, I'm not going to help you out here. Like what? No, get out of here. Yeah. Obviously I'm going to be like, yeah, let me, let me connect you with, you know, I've got, got, I've got a few people that I think would be a great fit and I'm happy to connect you, you know? So yeah, absolutely. I definitely, I, one of, one of my favorite people in the world is Tracy Brinkman. He's just, he's the dark horse entrepreneur. I think Ashley knows Tracy. You might know him too, but anyway, him and uh, you know, there's other people. I always like to go to podcasters because they're also entrepreneurs, but they're kind of, you know, living in this world. Um, but yeah, there's, um, and Chris Cunningham, he's another good one. He, he's like an award-winning film director. He's got an amazing story of what some things that he did in, in Haiti with storytelling on video. Chris would be definitely somebody that you should connect with. Those are two that just really pop off the top of my head. You know, I've got, I've got a whole network of people. So and now we just mentioned their name. So guess what? All yeah. the listeners are going to be like, let me go figure out who Chris Cunningham is. Right? <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was such a good tip. And you know, George was like, all you have to do is ask. I will say this too. This came up in the mastermind retreat last week when we were in Montana, that was so good. It actually came from Brad Costanzo. He said he called it the, I don't know if he asked him correct me. I don't know if he called it this, the side door effect or the back door effect. I think he said the side door, but I can't remember. But he said, basically going to someone and who you know would be a very good fit for your offer and just talk to them and, and be in a relationship like, hey, do you know anyone 
who would be interested in blah, 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 blah. And you know, start talking about what you're doing. And he goes, and then in their mind, they're gonna go, well, I'm a good fit. Why didn't you ask me? You know, and he said he does this. He's like, I can't tell you how many deals I've closed by just doing that. He goes, and side door, Ash just said it was side door. And on top of that, he said, you're telling them everything that you're doing because they think, you know, like, you're like, oh, they'll say, yeah, tell me more so that they can relay the message. So you end up telling them and they're like, well, I'm a good fit for this, you know? And then on top of that, now they know. So they, they also go and, and find other people who are a good fit. So he called it the side door effect. But that was just one of the big things that we talked about a lot last week was like, you just have to ask. Yeah. It's like so many people are just afraid to ask. And he was like, you already have built those relationships. Ask. He's like, would you say no? They asked you that. I'm like, heck no. And right. Any person who comes to me, I'm like, yeah, you need to go follow Cam Snow. Like Brad Costanza is another great one. Like Mm -hmm. go follow all these people. Right. And then, then they're like, oh my gosh, they come back. Oh my God, they're so great. It's so wonderful. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that. So yeah, that was like one really good tip. And I'm like, this is so great. Like why, like just the simplest thing. Right. But yeah, anyways, it was just such a good, such a good, good tip. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're right. Every person I've talked to so far on a podcast interview has been someone that I've followed up with and have talked to since and have connected with. And some of them, like one person ended up introducing me to somebody else. And we sent the highest proposal that I've ever sent to that person. Cause they were like, they told me this is what you do and I need your help, you know, all this stuff. So it is, it's just, it's building those relationships. So I, I love that, that. I love that you said that. And of course, everyone on here is like, oh, relationship, relationship. It really is. Yeah. It really, really is the secret sauce to everything in business. It's just building those intentional, deep relationships with people and using that network and, and those connections that you make. Cause yeah, people don't mind being asked. You know, I'll, I'll say one, I, I absolutely. And, and I love Brad's the side door and that's so, that's so like, it's a, that's so brilliant by the way. I just want to point yeah. that out. But one other thing too is, is you think about those bridges between the person you're speaking to and like the, the message that they're sending to whoever that referral source is. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I was in special events and this was something I really had to, to, to master because I was going to venues, mainly venues and event planners too. We'll just take venues for instance. And, you know, I'm trying to, they're, they're meeting with clients, they're booking their events there. And it's like, okay, well, how can I insert myself into this conversation to where when the talk of topic of lighting comes up, they can refer that person to me to do the service for their for their event. And what what you start to or what I started to really dive deep into was thinking about what that conversation looks like and how can I make it really easy for people to 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 refer me. So you can get creative and, and I, you know, as far in every business is a little bit different. You know, this is just an example for this particular business. So I actually create or I, I bought these like video cards. And I took all the photos and, you know, things that we'd done in that event space and put them into a portfolio. And I gave it to the venue manager and I said, Hey, whenever lighting comes up, just hand this to them. And they open it up and automatically plays our portfolio showing the transformation in the room. And then it had a little takeaway in the side pocket that they can go to book a consultation with us. Well, my competitor was handing basically just giving them this brochure with that, this some cheesy brochure, you know what I mean? The little track thing. Well, think about, you know, who's going to, who do you think they're probably going to pay attention to in that situation? You know, the, the video that's showing the portfolio and the before and afters or some brochure that's filled with text and stock images of their work, obviously the video card, right? So like you think you got to think through that conversation at a deep level and like, how can I, because if I'm like, Ashley, who do you know that could use hybrid podcast management? You know, that's great, but like maybe there's something else there that because listen, you're serving other entrepreneurs and one of the power, like I think what really makes things powerful is being able to help point people to other good people who can serve and help them out. So it's like, what are some things that you can do to help that person look good to their people, but also create that referral source back to you in terms of business? And that's the way I thought, because the venues, I made them look good. Like I made that room look good and they were excited to show that to them. So it was a way of 
increasing their value while at the same time returning business back to me. And once I, I remember once I introduced those video cards, like I saw a huge spike in my leads yeah. because people were, you know, it was like, I was completely like, first of all, cornering out the other competition because they couldn't stand out in that conversation like they could before. So anyway, I just wanted to highlight that. I think really getting clear in those conversations and how you can create that reciprocity and, and, and give them value while also creating a new you know vein of referrals coming into you is something that that could be another podcast episode in itself yes, it could. I don't know <laughs> if you knew like just totally random you were talking about it. I think I did tell you this but when I first started in the online world I had a wedding blog and one of the creative things that I did was I went to venues and I actually built relationships and a lot of the times too their website like SEO would pop up my blog post about them over their own website which was and yeah. then on my blog post, I had featured other people like photographers, caterers and stuff in the area. Cause I was, I'm in right near Raleigh, North Carolina, which is like a big yeah. wedding place. Right. Oh, yeah. And then on top of that, I also had the venues connect to each other. So if a bride came and there was no availability that weekend, they would actually get 10% off at another venue. Mm. Like, and they booked together. So they were literally referring yeah. to each other instead of being in competition. Yeah. Uh, they were working together because they get booked out. Like there's, you know, North Carolina weather is insane. So a lot of the times people want outdoor weddings, but the summer's right. so freaking hot and humid. So oh, yeah. it was like you had that couple weeks. So they were actually working together. And I, I facilitated all of those relationships of just going and, and then also having like a list of their premier photographers. And again, I, it's very same as you. I had the photographers, instead of having a business card with a website that they had to go, they literally had portfolios of photos mm. at that venue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so and literally had them there. And so it was, they had like a featured photographer. And so every time one of these photographers got booked for this venue, guess what? That stuff, that stuff can be game changing. It's, it's game. Everyone's like, how the world did you take your blog full time? And I'm like, I literally built connections and relationships and yep. did affiliates. That's, that's all I did. And it was also really cool. Cause my friend was is an event planner and a wedding, like a wedding event planner. Mm -hmm. And we also did a styled shoot at this huge venue here in North Carolina. And it ended up getting featured in Southern Bride magazine. And I literally got featured in a magazine <laughs> um, with a little blog, which yeah. was the coolest thing ever. So yeah, it's just building those relationships and standing out and that it as not as far as a competition, but more of like a collaboration. When you really, really build those relationships like that, like you said, and do it in a creative way is insane. But I love that idea of what you said, that having the, the cards like that game changer, but it's right. You just have to be creative and really just build mm -hmm. those relationships. Yeah. Does anyone on that are on right now, does anyone else have a question? Ashley said tips for monetization for your podcast, but I think we kind of covered that. Does anyone have a question? If so, I'll unmute you and then we're going to, we're going to jump off. Yeah. I mean, and I'll, I'll you know, I'll, going back to monetization, I mean, it, it's, I think the big thing to understand with your pot, it's, it's really, you're using it as the engine for your content, but it's also creating that top of funnel, you know, aspect to the customer journey that's leading people to opting in or to, you know, some call to action that whatever that customer journey looks like. So it, it's, it really depends on, you know, again, and that's another area you can really get creative with too, you know, depending on what you do, everybody's a little bit different and kind of how they serve. And, you know, like for me, I mean, I, I give away the whole framework, the podcast management framework and procedures manual. People think I'm crazy for doing that, but I'm like, but the reason I do that is because number one, I truly, I want to give a lot of front end value and I want to put, I kind of want to put my money where my mouth is. It's like, listen, this is a good system. Like just take it, have it. Like I make my money on implementation and and accountability and support like that's really like that's where i monetize and i am a firm believer that it takes to, to, to receive you got to first give so you know when, for me like my my customer journey is i give that away and i you know pull people in and because there's a lot of people who are running podcasts like oh, how do i manage this it's like hey i can i was talking to Dwayne moffitt a friend of mine and he's like he just set it up because i did make some some tweaks and adjustments and he set it up from, from start. And I was asking him, I was like, how long did it take you to get this thing set up from start to finish? He's like, a oh, little, little less than an hour. 
I'm like, so you're, you mean to say that in one hour, less than an hour, you can have a, you can have your entire podcast management system set up with this. And he's like, yeah. And he actually printed out the procedures manual and he's got it sitting next to his desk. And I'm like, so that's, 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 that's huge value there. That's kind of, I'm trying to change the landscape here as far as like what people are doing and how they're managing their podcast and really creating that, putting the command back into their hands, you know, taking command. That's why it's pod commanders. Like I'm giving you, you're putting, you're taking command of your content. I was, I had a conversation the other day and somebody was like, you know, they were talking about the content being so important and how it's something that you should always have some involvement in. So that's the whole philosophy behind it. But anyway, but yeah, any questions anybody has? Yeah, uh, Andy asked a question. Andy, do you want to come live and ask it? Or do you want me to just ask what you put in the chat? Because you can come live and ask it face-to-face if you want to. But I know your video's off. And yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll unmute you. All right, here comes Andy. Asked to unmute. You should be it. There you go. Hello, Andy. All right, I'm here. I'm pulled Andy. over off Yay. the road here. So I'm safe. I I uh, find it interesting now and also motivating to know maybe what your biggest fear was when you started and if it actually was a fear or if you discovered that it was just in your head. Oh, man, that's such a good question. I, I'm not sure if you were on in the very beginning, I was talking about when, when I first got started in podcasting, I'm an introvert. I have a lot of introverted areas. I'd get social anxiety about publishing content. I would be freaking out just about the thought of posting something on Facebook. So I had a lot of resistance and fear just in terms of putting myself out there. And one of the, there's a couple of things that really helped me, I think, break through that. And one of the things with podcasting specifically was I'm far more comfortable when it's like a one-on-one conversation. And I tend to forget that I'm actually being recorded in that moment. At first, it was a little bit there and, and going into it, it's like that that quote from Seneca, the Stoic Seneca, you know, we suffer more from imagination than we do reality. So in my head, I'm thinking that this is the scariest thing ever. But then when you get into it, it's like, oh, we're just having a conversation. And then it started warming me up to this whole process of, of creating content. Today, no, I don't have any fear at all. In fact, it just, it's very, it feels very natural. I, I'm actually interviewing I'll have a hundred episodes here in a couple, about a month or so. I think sometime in June is when I'll hit my hundredth episode for introspective. And my hundredth episode, I have David Meltzer coming on who was, I don't know if you know who David Meltzer is, but okay. Yeah. So he's going to be coming on for an interview and, and, you know, with somebody who's like a, a bigger name like that, sometimes I'll get a little bit, I can feel it a little bit inside. It's like, Ooh, I'm about to interview David, like I better show up, but it doesn't, it's, it's that kind of, it's that fear that I think it's more just anxiousness. Like I'm anxious to do it. And this is a big, this is a big name person probably feel a little starstruck, you know, kind of going on that, that whole feeling going on. But, you know, it's just like, it's like playing golf. You know, if you want to get good at golf, you got to hit the ball a thousand times. And, you know, with, when it comes to podcasting or publishing content or creating content, you train that muscle over and over and over again. And eventually, at least for me, I don't have that fear anymore. Yeah, I still have my introverted areas. I, I think public speaking is kind of like my next step, like getting on, on an actual live stage in front of people. That makes me want to throw up when I think about doing that. But because I'm so used to being behind the screen and talking like this, but I know that I used to feel that way about doing this before I got started. So it's just another thing that's in my head and I will break through it. And anybody like, listen, I... I'm not the most shy person in the world, but I definitely have that anxiety. And if I can break through it, you can too. And, and so does that answer your awesome. question? Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, and you know, to go off of that one thing, and again, Andy saw me speak this past weekend. I was literally shaking. I've not been on a stage in almost two years thanks to COVID and mm-hmm. the stages that I'm actually this is going to be just the most random thing I've ever said but I've actually never spoken on stage with a male in the room all of them have been female conferences then I literally get to this this conference <laughs> and I'm like it is like 70% dudes in here and so I like that was literally probably why I was so nervous I was like look, I get along really great with guys. I love being around men. Like I, I feel like I have a, a lot of like masculine energy, but it's a whole different ball game 
than talking to women, especially women who are very in their feelings, right? Like it's, it's just, it was like a whole different energy, but it was funny because George literally, I pulled him to the side. I was like, George, I didn't sleep last night. I'm so nervous. I'm sitting here shaking like a leaf. And he goes, Ashley, first of all, breathe. He said, second, just tell them that you're nervous. And I was like, oh, he goes, <laughs> literally just let them know that you're nervous. So I literally, the first thing I did come to that stage, I was like, guys, I've not spoken on stage in two years. I am so nervous. I'm up here sweating like a hog. And I felt, as soon as I said that, I felt so much better. Like I felt like, oh, okay. So they know I'm nervous. So if I mess up, they know it's, it's nerves, right? It's, it's okay. And so, yeah, I think that was like such a big tip. Like George was like, they're going just be vulnerable. Just let them know that you're nervous. Like, let them know how you feel. Like if you're going to get up there and fake it, you know, and make it feel like, oh yeah, I do this all the time. This is so great. You're going to show up with a different energy and it's not going to resonate. He's like, mm. just let them know you're nervous. And literally, as soon as I said that, I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Now I let them know that I'm like up here shaking and sweating, you know? So yeah, mm. it's, uh, that, that would be my other tip, Andy. Like if you're nervous or anyone else listening, do like seriously just let them know. And it's gonna, they're gonna, the reminder that you're human actually lands, right? Because if I had like, I mean, George is an eight figure business owner and he got up and he's like, I'm nervous. I'd be like, oh my God, he gets nervous just like little old me. Like, this is great, you know? Like it feels good. So it just relates. So there, a tip for you too, Jake, if you're getting on any podcast with your uh, David Meltzer, you like, look, dude, I'm a little starstruck. I'm so glad. Yeah. Let him know. He'll probably be like, "Oh, you know, like he'll, he'll feel normal too." So I, I might actually, I might actually do that now. I think about because I, I do have a little bit of, I, I feel it inside. It's not strong, but it's certainly there. Yeah. Thank you for that question, Andy. That was a really great question. Okay, I'm gonna be respectful of time because we're getting, we're getting at the hour. So if anyone else has any questions, how can they find you, Jay? Where can they find you? And also your amazing podcasting system. Where can they find that? Yeah. So um, right now, just, just go to connectwithjake.com. That is, if you go there, it'll take you to, you know, everything that I'm doing, you know, that's the best place to connect with me. I am on Facebook. That's primarily where I, I show up. There's a link to, if you want to follow introspective, my podcast, it's also on that, on that landing page for at connectwithjake.com. And as far as the system goes, uh, just shoot me an email right now. Again, I'm, I'm building the, the backend system for delivery. I'm actually redoing my webinar. I did a webinar last Monday and it, it went well, but there's definitely some areas I want to kind of brush up. It was, it was my first webinar. So yeah. <laughs> my very first time doing a webinar. Well, the and, first time I did a webinar, Jake, um, I was doing it live through YouTube. So I had to bypass the webinar software and I was live for 10 minutes. Didn't even know it. Picked my nose, was literally giving myself a pep talk and everyone's <laughs> So it's okay. Literally, I'm not joking. I was like, like, oh my like, gosh. Being like, do I have anything in there? Like, picking my nose. But I was like, all right, Ashley, you got this. Like, literally giving myself a pet talk, and everyone saw it. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's all right. I feel better. I definitely yeah. feel better. I didn't I do that. But that, today, that is, so. that is amazing. That's yeah. such, but yeah. So I am re recording that. And, you know, my email is jake at andersonmediafirm.com. That's A N D E D E R S O N. It's with an O N. Um, and just shoot me an email and just say, Hey, I listened to you. I heard you on Ashley's podcast and I'd love to get that system, you know, and, and I'm happy to send it to you. And it's, it's, it pretty much walks you right through it. I've, I've laid it out to where it's, it's like, it's a little PDF, but that PDF goes deep. So be ready yes. and it goes deep. So be ready for that. And yeah, you can have it if anybody's interested in that. And again, you can email me, um, at Jake at Anderson media firm.com. If you're interested in that too. Yeah. I'll put all that in the show notes too. And you guys, I, I've seen this system. He sent it to me. It is, and I'm using it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's all in ClickUp and like it, uh, all the automations, everything. I actually had someone go through it two weeks ago and they were like, when they just the onboarding process and mm -hmm. they were like, wow, this was so smooth. Like, yeah, like, wow, yeah. this was so good. Thank you. Or whatever. And so, yeah, they, they were commenting about how smooth it was to enter and all that stuff. So yeah. kudos to you because yeah. it's, it's so good. So yes, definitely email him. Um, and the guys that jumped on the call, you can definitely email him and he'll send it to you. So yeah, thank you again, Jake. So, so much. 
for being here and sharing your knowledge. I loved everything that you shared today. Oh yeah, this is great. I appreciate the time and the opportunity. And, and yeah, just let me know. I'm happy to hop back on and thank you, Andy and Ashley for coming in and asking questions. Great to connect and just let me know how I can serve. Just hit me up, connect with me and, and I'm here for you. Awesome. All right, guys, we hope that you have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Oh, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.